Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Sam. How week, are you? Yeah, good, mate. Week four. Week four of the Goldilocks Business <laughs> Hour. Um, does it does it still say Sunday morning on the cover? Because <laughs> people are saying to me, "No, it's not on a Sunday." <laughs> it's not is Sunday, it? is it? No. Um, so there's two tasks in which I need to do that I set myself last week and then didn't get around to doing. Uh, one of which was to change the thumbnail for right. for this, and okay. also the second one was to create a jingle. So that was a uniform ah, start to the nice. each one. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Had I had I done them, we'll no, get I haven't done them. We'll get a jingle. We'll get really? it sorted. We will get on Fiverr or something. Yeah. I think I can do it. Okay. I think I can do it with what? My mind. With what? A saucepan <laughs> and some spoons? Or something? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Okay. There's there are copyright. We digress, but Sonic, we're in now. Yeah. Um, there are copyright free pieces of music which I could use, I could upload onto iMovie, I could then record my voice like this going over it and I could dim the music track down while I speak over it and then heighten it up and use that as a snippet and then add it to the start of every episode. Ah, okay. Pump it out in MP3. Nice. Okay. Job done. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. This week's, uh, this week's episode, we are talking about Possibly one of the best, if not highly highest rated business books out there. Two million copies sold, apparently. The E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. Yes, it's certainly one of the, I guess it's one of the earliest as well. It's been around a long time, Has it? I think. Yeah. He looks like he's been around a long time as yeah, well. Listen, uh, yeah, absolutely. But um, certainly knows his stuff. This is a book that's been recommended um, to both Nick and I over the years. Um, and yeah, we've, we've, we've both definitely taken some lessons out of it that we thought would be good to discuss and break down. Yeah, difficult. Well, we'll come to it, aren't they? Difficult to apply for some of us more than others, i.e. me, but you know, maybe you too. I don't know. Shall I kick it off by reading out the full title, Sam, for people who haven't read it? Yeah. Because it's important. That second bit is important. <clears throat> the the E-Myth is why small businesses don't work and what to do about it. Hmm. And then just for detail, the e-myth, as he describes it, is number one, the entrepreneurial myth, the myth that most people who start small businesses are entrepreneurs. Uh, and number two, the fatal assumption that an individual who understands the technical work of a business can successfully run a business that does that technical work. Mm -hmm. And so, it's perfect. That's exactly what, you know, it, it does what yeah. it says on the tin. And um, yeah, I think that one of... One of Whenever I've spoken to people about this book or the lessons that this book teaches who are in business, uh, and we'll go through and we'll describe certain bits and bobs, but, um, you know, being a great pie maker and learning off your, uh, learning off your, your, your aunt who used to make great home cooked pies and then mm. uh, doing that for a living doesn't mean that you're great at running a business. It just means that you're great at making pies. And I think a lot of people possibly fall into that trap of thinking, okay, well, I'm a mechanic. I, I'm going to leave this garage that has employed me and I'm going to go and start mine because I'm a bloody good mechanic. But being a bloody good mechanic doesn't make you no, great absolutely. at business. And I wonder how many people who go into business understand that before they actually go into business. I don't know. I don't know. It's classic though. I mean, you know, my, I'm, I always, I've talked about this for years myself. Like on Friday, one day, on Friday, I was an employee. I bought a company on a Monday. I walked into a team of 15 people going, what are we doing now? And looking back on it, it's absolute madness. Mm. I, mean, I had no idea. And for me, the real revelation came, funny enough, when I started getting coaching and it was like, oh, wait, this is a subject people can study. Running a business is a thing. It's like, and then I was like, oh, there's a book on it. Oh, my God, there's loads of books. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. You know? 
and then I went to the stage where you get to where you get to go before I didn't know what I didn't know how to do what I didn't know I just didn't know anything now I know what to do and I still can't you know get, it's doing it's a problem so yeah <laughs> again probably quite a common uh, common theme in small and medium businesses for for me uh, again a revelation that our coach taught me was that you know on my journey which is quite a short one in comparison to, to to yours or other people's some other people's is that you know learning to 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 be a coach or naturally being a coach and learning the skill set and the framework in which to help others is completely different to like running that business so i've almost had to in the last sort of eight months learn how to set up run operate a business yeah. which is probably going to be a lifelong quest if you will uh, as well as learning to be a coach, a great coach, an exceptional coach. You know, mm. both of those things will, yeah. will go on hand it's in hand. For, it's a lot to learn in a way, isn't it? It's a real lot to learn, yeah. 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 Tell, you, tell you what it makes me think of, it's, this is really interesting actually now I think of it, is so we have a client, a, a big chunky engineering firm in South Wales. They do the electric bits that go above trains, so Crossrail, Dubai, mm. Australia, they sh they're big. And... The son is being, what's the word, lined up to take over the business. And you can imagine that a lot of the engineers will go, oh, you know, he's, he's never he's never fitted a high tension, high voltage line in his life. But you know what? Could be a really advantage, couldn't it? Mm. He don't do any of the technical stuff. He's just been grown up on how to run the business. It's yeah. really interesting. It sort of flips what you might think. Yeah. Head. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. In fact, one of the lessons in there is... Um, so, so you know, we'll, we'll we'll jump quickly to the end, but also uh, we'll we'll start back at the beginning and uh, and go through the different hats that you have to wear, or the words or gummage heads, if you want. There's some sort of emergency service going on outside, if you can pick up on that. But um, uh, yeah, it almost states that you 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 need someone to be able to do every part of your business who has the lowest level of skill possible. Yeah, I think you need to explain that. I do need to explain that. I yeah, let's that's... rewind. Well, yes. Yeah, I tell you what. Can I just please? This might resonate. Please because do. it resonated with me. So there are three people, which you, as if you're a solo entrepreneur, this is all. You're all three of these people. Every business needs an entrepreneur, a manager, and someone to do the technical work. And the entrepreneur of this way. So the entrepreneur lives in the future, never in the past, rarely in the present. He's happiest when left free to construct images of what if, and if when. The manager is personality is pragmatic. Without the manager, there'd be no planning, no order, and no predictability. I could really do one of those in my business. And the technician is the doer. If you want it done right, do it yourself is the technician's credo. The technician loves to tinker. Things are to be taken apart and put back together again. Things aren't supposed to be dreamed out. They're supposed to be done. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I can literally see all three of those in my day, yeah. every day, which is... Which is tough, isn't it, to wear yeah. such different hats? Yeah, like, definitely. You, you know, and I, I don't know about you, Sam, but like you talked about running the business and doing the coaching, mm. I reckon you might find that doing the coaching needs to be something you do a day and then another day to do the because I find it hard to swap. Mm. Uh, yeah. For 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 me, and it comes back to um, the, uh, another book that we big on books, you and I. Um, but the um, leaders are readers. Leaders are readers. Yeah, indeed. Um, but it, it comes back to that time boxing, doesn't it? Almost in, in in terms of boxing out your time to be like, okay, I'm going to work on my business in this chunk of time, and then in my business in this other one. Yeah. Now, um, 
talking about the technician, the entrepreneur, the manager, of course, if you the, the way I, I like to draw this out in front of clients um, is to almost do like a Venn diagram. So three circles all overlap and the ideal sweet spot is to be sat right in the middle where you understand and can adapt the skills of all three of those people. You know, you can be innovative, you can be managerial, but also do the technical work at the same time. And swapping between those heads and being being good at swapping between those heads. A little bit like Wurzel Gummidge. Do you remember the Wurzel Gummidge heads? I do. I think you put that guy on your post the other day. Didn't I you? did. Yeah. yeah. So is, is, but let me get this right. Like, is my, my let's take me, yeah. my aim as a small business owner, is your aim to end up just being one of those things really and get, up, because that's the point, isn't it? If you were, if you were. Uh, you know, well, one one of the methods he uses to get, almost get out of that that paradigm where there's three of you and it's a bit of a mess because mm. the manager can't manage, the entrepreneur can't dream because he's doing the technical and the tech. You know, so to get out of that mess, he mm. talks about imagining you were going to franchise your business. Isn't mm. that the point? Yeah. So you could write down all the things and give it to someone who could do it for you. The That's lowest the aim, level of it? skill. Yes. Yeah. 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 So as we as it goes on, it talks around um, stages of business in terms of infancy, in terms of adolescence, and in terms of maturity. And moving between those three, uh, like in infancy, you're trying to do everything yourself. You're you know you're spinning all these plates. You're the master juggler almost. But of course, as those balls get heavier and heavier, you're going to end up dropping one or two. The adolescent stage is realizing that you need other people to come in and assist and um, and take some of the load. And it's interesting because a lot of businesses will flip back from adolescence. Um, so in the books, it, it talks, uh, one of the good things is it's got lessons, but also a story in the background around uh, around the lessons. And one of the ones I like, it talks around uh, employing Harry. And Harry comes in and he gives Harry some responsibilities as he moves his business from infancy into adolescence. And Harry comes in and starts doing the books. And it's great because it frees up a load of time from the owner and then, I wonder if Harry can do this, Harry can do that. And all of a sudden he's giving Harry more and more uh, responsibility and freeing up more and more time, which is amazing. But then things start going wrong. Yeah. Harry starts dropping the ball and, you know, yeah. things, are, things aren't the same as they used to be when he just he was doing it. So he sacks Harry because it's too much hassle. And then all of a sudden he's back to square one. So he's fallen back into yeah. infancy. Um, and I guess maybe, you know, that might happen time and time again until you just say, do you know what, I can't. What are we doing with this? Yeah. Maturity, the next step, of course, is where you start to work out things like your primary aim, your strategic objective, and you start putting in a chart to say, this is what my business looks like. This is my franchise model, if you will. And these are yeah. the people I need in these boxes yeah. in order to free up my time so I can work on my business instead of in my business. That makes, yeah, I get that. But let's, that sort of implies, I wonder if there's a stage one where you at least compartmentalize your time so you can at least be conscious that this is my time to dream, this is my time to yeah. organize, and this is my time to do. I think that might help hmm. small companies where hiring someone is always a dream in, in, yeah. in some ways. It's not always a dream, but it, you know, uh, I'd always I'd always want to hire one more person. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. If I got one more, oh, if I could just hire that person, that would be amazing. Yeah. So. There's a really good um, there's a really good line which I I, I quite like and it's um, uh, if you remove the owner and the business dies then yeah. you are the business yes and that's 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 quite yes. scary 
That's quite scary. I'm going to talk about my brother. My brother owns a company uh, that's it's a pick and mix delivery company. It's called Sugar Rush Confectionery. His name is Joe. I don't think I need to be uh, overly secretive. Um, and he would definitely agree with this. And he may do after um, when he phones me up when he's listened to this. But Joe's got no time. Joe yeah. is Sugar Rush. Hold on. And Sugar yeah. Rush is Joe. It's it's become part yeah. of his DNA, if you will. He's been running his business for coming up for 11 years now. And that man works 80 hours a week. Really? He really does. Yeah, he works 80 hours a week. He not only uh, drives to Birmingham two or three times a week to pick up stock, he brings that stock back. He then packs all the stock. Oh, he then has a delivery driver come and distribute the stock that he's packed all around the country because he's he's franchised this right. uh, idea out to 46 towns and cities, I believe. Um, and, uh, and then on times, if his delivery driver... He haven't, if his delivery driver lets him down, which of course sometimes he does, he's out delivering as well. So it's he's pretty much doing A to Z in that business, as well as the accounts, as well as the promotional activity, as well as the wow, wow, the tax and everything. And um, yeah, he's he's a good six, seven years younger than me. Doesn't look wow. it. And I will tell, I've told him that a couple of times. Oh, bless him. Kind of you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, well, you know, <laughs> proved to be kind and all that, but um. Yeah, I have recommended that he reads this book and digests it and spend some time understanding what, you know, what failure would look like if he went into a hospital. Because if he went into a hospital, let's say that something tragic happened, not just to him, but to many business owners who yeah. might be listening to this, where's the contingency? Yeah. What happens if they, you know, do you know what I mean? What happens to their business if they're not around to run their business? Does their family pick it up? Do their friends pick it's it up? Hard, isn't it? It's really difficult. Really, a lot really of them difficult. have to. Or is it? Is well, it really difficult? It is difficult in a small company because you've got to find someone who wants to do it and look, you know, and has the skills and wants to do it. Mm. You go back to if you, there's no point putting someone in who can't be the technician, and if you can't hire a technician, that's the end of the line, isn't it? So you know what I mean? It's not okay. So let's rewind that. And yeah. how do we make something? How do we make it? And again, it's another lesson in this book. How do we make it so that you don't specifically need to be the technician in order to do that job? You don't specifically need to be a manager in order to manage it. You don't essentially need you to just, be entrepreneurial. You, oh, so so you're, what you're saying is get it written down, get it codified, what the procedures are, so you could give it to literally anyone. Exactly that. Exactly that. And again, that comes back to working on your business, being able to look at your business and say, at every point, and again, at the end of the book, yeah. where it talks around selling your model, selling your business mm. on, could you say to a buyer, ask me anything about any area of my biscuit, my biscuit, <laughs> <laughs> I have a biscuit here, and I will, uh, any area of my business, and I'll be able to describe okay. how it works, why it works like that, yeah. and how it contributes to the bigger picture. Yeah, I get that. That's powerful. It's, I, I, you know, I can't help as everyone does think about your own situation. So... For professional services, I suppose it applies to all of them. It's like a lot of it is about, unfortunately, having good people. So, in other words, if you're if you're a lawyer and you've got two solicitors working for you, you need and one of them goes, or you go, or someone, you need another really good lawyer sitting in the chair, don't you? Mm -hmm. It's not quite, and you can't write down how to be a lawyer here and give it to someone no. in ten quid an hour. So, no, it's quite slight true. yeah, of, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean you can't write down how to find a good lawyer. You go, you know. Yeah. And someone else can do it. How so. to embed that lawyer, how to make mm. sure that lawyer is in line with your vision for your company. Yeah. Um, it is yeah. interesting. It's really interesting. My daughter just got a job at McDonald's a while ago, and how they, you know, that's the ultimate, isn't it, franchise? 
that's yeah, that's used as an example, isn't it? The whole is, Ray Kroc. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it, right? Yeah, yeah the, the the whole Ray Kroc in that he he saw an opportunity with McDonald's, bought out the franchise, and then did that. Wrote down exactly how the buns are to be toasted, how the how long the the, the mm. patties made for. Yeah. How how the gherkins fit onto the burger so that they don't slide off because what he wanted to create was the same experience for everyone no matter where they go. So you can go into any town and you know the first thing they're going to ask is, "Hello, what's your order?" Yeah, it's clever, isn't it? It's really clever, clever business. It's it's making me think. I have a client, a property client up in uh, Luton, and. Guy runs the company. I was chatting with him. He said, Nick, I want to get this project done by November because I'm going on holiday. I said, well, we should do, but I mean, we can stand a couple of weeks. If you're... He said, no, no, I'm going away for the winter. Oh. And I was like, wow. I'd love to go away for the Isn't winter. Isn't that cool? <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> I just like, I think it, yeah. He's like, yeah, I go, I've got a place in Egypt. I've never been. He said, I really like it there because the weather's nice and there's pool and whatever. See? He said, yeah, I've got to go for the winter. Why wouldn't you? I was like, well, no, obviously, why wouldn't you? <laughs> but you know, so he, I reckon, has got this dialed. Yeah, hasn't he? Yeah, and I think a lot of successful, a lot of successful business owners whose businesses are thriving, there'll be a lot of similarities in their business and the lessons in this book. Yeah, for sure. Clever though. It is really clever. Yeah, it is really clever. But like you said, how do you, you know, you almost need to be able to carve out time in order to read the book, write down the lessons, and then implement those lessons somehow into your business and then be able to sit back and, and say like, okay, well, this is now how it's running and uh, and mm. this is why it's running that way. Mm. Because now I said this to Joe, no one's going to no one's gonna come and buy a job. Who wants to buy an 80-hour-a-week job? I wouldn't. No. Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely. Would I want to buy a business, however, though, that's all set up and running itself and profitable? And if I could literally just pop my head in there now and again and it would all be running lovely, ideal. Love that, you? Ideal. Um, uh, Brad Sugars, uh, who, of course, is the head of Action Coach, um, has quite a good story about this in which he owns a restaurant and he took his family to the restaurant and his daughter, uh, he walked in and uh, they came up and greeted him. Can we get you a table? And just please, and they go and sit down. His daughter says to him, "Why didn't you tell Daddy? Why didn't you tell them that you know this is your restaurant?" And he says, "I don't need to. I don't need to. I just want to come in here and have a meal and see how it's all running because I know that I set it up like that." Nice. That's lovely, isn't it? That's really nice. Yeah. Really, really nice. Really nice. Brad Sugar's great guy. Uh, in order to, uh, yeah, if it, it's yeah, very good to check out, knows his stuff, and uh, set up the action coach again with probably a lot of lessons taken from books like The Myth Revisited. And there's different books we were saying, aren't there? There's um, that He dials in for, I know that you can get The E-Myth Accountancy and The E-Myth Engineer and all this kind of stuff that will apply yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. One on coaching or marketing. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. <laughs> I have Googled how to run a marketing agency, by the way, and it's quite helpful. It's, okay. always, it's always worth doing whatever, you're, uh, whatever business you're in. Yeah. Should we just... You've got good notes on this book, Sam. I just, I wonder if we can just solidify like real key things because it is a, I mean, it's a classic. Hopefully people will read it. But I think the most important thing for me was getting to a point where you go, I am now working on my business. Mm. I'm doing my entrepreneurial bit now. Mm. And I'm thinking about how it could run that's better, how I can get myself. It's just that time alone. I mean, that's one of the reasons I did coaching. Mm. It gives me that 
you know, an hour a week where you just go, okay, yeah. I'm not filling in some terrible form. Um, so that's a real key thing. The other thing is to try and prep it as if you were going to sell it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really key. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's really key. So that almost looks as like the franchise prototype. And when I say franchise, I don't mean, you know, if you thought about a standard franchise, then, you know, you're selling your format to someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, there's a couple of stats here. The business franchise format has a 95% success rate compared to 50% of normal SMEs that don't do some of the lessons in this book. And you almost... Uh, there's an incubator period in which you have a look at whether or not your system runs a business and if your people run the system and that's what looks like a turnkey so you've got a system yeah you create that system yep you then employ people to run that system and those people can be interchanged moved around doesn't Mm. matter as long as you can tell them what the system is and how the system works and you've got some guides and manuals there then you can bring in Tom, Dick or Harry and they can run it. And then I think you've got a sellable model. Then you can say to an investor or a potential buyer, this is my business. This is how it runs down to the very finest detail. And this is the money that it brings in. And this is Hmm. where I envisage taking it. So interesting. It's really got me thinking about, you know, when we sell a website, the process of getting clients organized around producing a website for them is so messy yeah but there must be ways i could unmess you anyway sorry i interrupted yeah. no 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 not at all another key thing is that uh that he says in here is that you should create your business as if you're going to clone it five thousand times the model will provide consistent value to not only the customers employers suppliers but also lenders beyond what they're expecting beyond what they're expecting mm-hmm which I think is quite powerful, isn't it? You know, if, if you can create something that goes over and above, um, then, you, you, you know, you're laughing really, aren't you? It's quite hard to read and put these notes. I've kind of, I've written, I'm not very good at taking notes, I don't think. I've got one of these remarkable two pads, which is all singing, all dancing. I know that you, we've, we've spoke about this before and I love it. I write on it all the time, but then when it comes back to review, I feel like I need, I feel like the, the, the technology is very good just the 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 input maybe isn't i feel like i need to summarize this a little more we we spoke about the franchise model and one of the things on there is there should be some rules uh, there should be six rules in which to follow uh, and that is what i just said the model will provide consistent value to your customers staff suppliers and lenders beyond what they expect the model will be operated by people with the lowest possible level of skill that's what you started off talking about that's what i started that's with so important isn't it the model will stand out as a place of impeccable order. Impeccable oh, order. Oh God. All work is documented in the operational manual. The model will provide a uniformed, predictable service to the customer. And the model will provide a uniform color, dress, and facility code. Dress code. Yeah. Again, there's, there's bits that's not going to matter. No, but, order, but it's but... symbolic, isn't it? If you've got, you know, in most businesses, if you've got a uniform. And when it, one of the examples he talks about when looking at um, understanding, you know, like that is is diving in and using um, innovation as a form of reviewing uh, and and taking some quantitative um, uh, kind of lessons away. So let's say uh, you were going out and seeing a customer, a potential client every day, and on one day you wore a blue shirt and you said something different to so next day when you wore a green shirt, and uh, you know 
what are the statistics based off of those? Which ones were successful and perhaps why was it successful? And then seeing whether or not that could be re replicated and then, and then reviewing that. And it talks around, uh, I think it's uh, innovation, quantification, and then orchestration. Oof. So innovation, of course, is testing yeah. and implementing new ideas that move your business forward. Right. Quantification is measuring everything and creating data to show the findings of that innovation. Right. And then orchestration is working off the data findings over and over and over again. God, that's good. And that's it? your business development process. Innovation, yeah. quantification, and orchestration. So how often do we do that? Oh, it's really, it's it's my, like my dream. And if you've got a business <clears throat> that involves a lot of people, then working out what they're doing with their time is key. And it's so hard to track. There's a good app uh, called Time Bro, by the way, which lives on my computer and tracks what I'm doing every minute that I'm on it, which is, which is kind of scary, but you, um, yeah, it provides a raw filing, drag it into project pots and whatever. It helps you understand what you're doing, but it's so hard in life. Isn't it? You know, yeah. it's all very well at working eight hours a week, but where do you put all that on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. so how would yeah. this apply to my brother in his business? If he's working already 80 hours a week, how the hell is he going to find another 10 to start working on his business? Well, there's that as well, isn't there? But maybe if you just, Maybe his first step is just to write down or figure out what he's doing for those 80 hours. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of hours, isn't it? It's a lot of hours, yeah. It's a lot of hours. He works very hard. Has he got a family? Yeah. Oh, bless him. Yeah, wow. yes, yeah. Two kids, a wife. Oh, dear. No, tough. So, yeah, yeah, there we go. But probably indicative of 50 to 75% of small business independent owners, you know, it's, it's got to be. Absolutely. It's got to be. Absolutely. The E-Myth Revisited, uh, a great book, definitely one to recommend. Um, I'd say I'll put a link on that. You don't need to. You can just Amazon <laughs> pick it up for less than a tenner in it. Who knows where it would take you? Um, I quite like this. I, maybe once a month we could do a book club review. Book club, yeah. No, yeah. it's good. Well, it makes us read them again, or in some cases, in, in this case, it was again, but sometimes it'd be first time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. Enjoyed that. Any closing thoughts? No, uh, I think it's great. I've got a lot. I'm not sitting here smugly saying I've implemented it. That's for damn sure. Mm. So uh, there's a lot of work to do, but it, you know, it fires me up to do the work. So that's good. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. One of the things I did do um, is I wrote, uh, it talks around the, a primary aim yeah. uh, and that really resonated. The primary aim is something uh, as to what you once said at your funeral about you and how your business can be the vehicle to take you to that primary aim. Yeah. And that, that, that struck a bit of a chord with me. Um, and I actually wrote down my, my primary aim. I wrote an article on it in my uh, LinkedIn profile, actually, um, and, and published an article on that. And uh, doing that as a first step means that I've got the ball rolling a little bit into nice. implementing some of this. Um, nice. It reminds me of an unintentionally funny thing I said to my team once. I said, look, guys, if anything happens to me, business is yours. I said, look, what's going to happen is you'll be crying. So I'll be dead, and then you'll look inside the business, you'll be crying a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I'll run research you. Yes. Brilliant. Nick, another another great session. Nice one, Sam. Chat. Yeah, Enjoyed that. Yeah. Definitely. Happy Friday, all. It's not yeah. Sunday. That's no. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> happy, fr happy Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. Happy Friday, everyone. And uh, yeah, we'll see you this time next week. Got it. See ya. Bye bye. bye, -bye.